Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Hi there and welcome back to episode 28 of the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. How have you been? I hope all is doing good for you in your world. So today I want to talk about one of my favorite, favorite topics, which is mindset. And I was thinking last week, I was going, I wish I had known as much about my mind as I do now when I worked in the corporate world. It would have made things so much easier. So I thought, why not explain to you all the things I've learned about how your brain works so that you can understand a little bit more about yourself. So we try to, you know, understand things about external problems and external things all the time. But yet most people spend their whole lives not understanding how their mind works and how it impacts everything. So I've been working with some amazing coaches. I've taken tons of different training courses on mindset and coaching and things. So today I thought it might be fun for me to explain a little bit about the brain to you and three ways that you can strengthen your mindset. I'm going to explain the three main parts of your brain. I'm also going to explain the hierarchy of your brain's priorities and how it works. I'm going to explain how emotions are triggered and then three ways that you can develop your neural muscles to strengthen your mindset. There's tons of different ways that I use with my clients, but I'm going to give you three today. So it's going to be a juicy one. So I really want you to listen to this because when you understand yourself, the game changes. Okay. So your mind is the most powerful computer on earth. Your brain is the most important but complex organ in your body. Now, the best engineers and scientists in the world haven't even been able to create it. It's that complex. It receives 400 billion pieces of information per second, and it's constantly filtering out what it needs and what it doesn't without you even knowing, right? You're not even conscious this is happening. It's an incredible asset that we all have, yet it can also be our biggest downfall. Mindset is everything. And like I said, the majority of people go around trying to change their outer world. They try to change the people around them, the colleagues they don't like, the workload they can't handle, their appearance. But the smart ones, the ones who like you who are listening today, are the ones who know that simple mindset shifts can change your whole life. 
So let's just jump into three simplified parts of your brain. Okay, so I am not a neuroscientist. Let's just full disclosure, right? I have learned so much. I have a science background, obviously, and I've learned a lot about the brain. So I'm going to explain to you what I know in simple terms. I'm not going to get into all the lobes and all the different um, components, but I'm going to explain what I was taught around the three simplified parts of your brain. The first part is that instinctual or survival brain. So that was the very first part of the human brain that was formed. It's the reptilian part of the brain that's at the base of your, at the top of your spine at your neck, okay? It's the oldest part and the function of that part of your mind is to keep you safe, to procreate and to ensure survival of the human race, okay? So that's its function. Now, this part of your brain receives any information that enters your ears or eyes first. So even as you're listening to this right now, all that information is going straight into that reptilian part of your brain and it is looking for threat. That's all it's doing. So if it perceives that there is a threat, its only function is to help you to survive. So cue, fight, flight or freeze or even faint before you're even aware of it. Okay, so have you ever been in a situation where you your heart starts racing, maybe you're feeling intimidated or you're feeling frustrated or something like that, and you your heart starts pumping, you start to feel really hot, and you just get this overwhelming panic of, okay, well, I'm going to stand up for myself or I need to get the hell out of here. That's because that part of your mind has perceived whatever situation has caused you to feel that way as a threat. And it's trying to get you out of there, okay? But unfortunately, our mind, we don't really need that in those situations. We need to make sure that we're physically safe. But unfortunately, our minds are not, haven't evolved yet to be able to perceive when you're actually under physical threat versus an emotional, um, emotional threat, okay? Perceives exactly the same as if somebody was coming at you with a knife, all right? So the second part of your mind then is the emotional brain or the limbic system. So this is where all of your feelings and your emotions come from, all right? So once your your mind receives the information in that primitive part of your mind, that will then kick into your emotional center. And that's where you'll get all of those feelings. So a flurry of hormones will be released, neurochemicals from the brain into the bloodstream, and that will activate the limbic system when you're going to start feeling things. And then those feelings then will send a signal to your logical brain. So your logical brain is that part of your mind that's responsible. It's you, right? It's that adult part that's responsible for planning, organizing, logical thinking, reasoning, managing emotions. And this actually can send signals back to the emotional brain, right? So your your logical brain can send signals back to your emotional brain, all right? This actually receives information last. So it's really important that you understand that your mind, you need to be able to control that instinctual part of your mind by calming it down. Emotions drive behavior, not logic, right? So have you ever been in a situation where you have, haven't have been able to manage your emotions? I hear this all the time from my clients that they wish they could maintain composure more in stressful situations. Maybe that they, sometimes I have and I've done it myself, like where maybe I've cried and I didn't want to, and then I feel like an idiot afterwards, or I lose my composure and I might snap at somebody. That's because that's your emotions that are driving that behavior. And then later on, your logical mind will kick in and your logical mind, which is you, you have to clean up that mess. 
So a book I really recommend, I've spoken about before that will break this down a little bit more is The Chimp Paradox. And that explains this as, you know, your mind, that primitive part is a chimp and it's not good or bad. It's just a chimp. Then you have you, that is you. And then you have um, your computer, which is the that p- part of your mind that stores your beliefs, your memories, and it's all your references for all of your decisions, your values, etc. So if you want to learn more about that in another simplified model, I love the chimp, the chimp model. It's very easy to understand. So I would recommend that book and I will link it in the show notes. So now I'm going to go on to your hierarchy of your brain's priorities. All right. So in order of priority, as you are in situations or as you receive information through your eyes or through your ears, your number one, the number one brain priority is survival and safety, like I said. Okay, next is avoidance of pain or for comfort. Your mind doesn't want you to be in pain. Very closely linked to number one. The third is energy conservation for efficiency. So your mind is constantly trying to save energy. So that's why we take shortcuts. That's why we make assumptions. That's why we interpret. That's why sometimes people say, did you not hear me say that to you? I told you that last week. And you're like, no, no clue what you're talking about. It's because your mind is constantly deciding what information is relevant and what's not. Even right now, you might be you're filtering out a lot of what I'm saying to you. Unless I, I trigger you and I say something like, if you're multitasking, come back to me. That wakes the brain up, okay? The fourth thing then is pleasure, so something that feels good. So as your brain is receiving that information, it's trying to make sure you survive and you're safe. Then it's trying to keep you away from pain and and towards comfort. Then it's trying to conserve energy. So anything it can do to conserve energy, it will. And then ultimately it wants you to feel good. But that comes last, right? So your brain is working at lightning speed and it's happening unconsciously in billionths of a sec of a second it's crazy so light is traveling at i think it's like 180 or 186,000 miles per second it hits that optic nerve at the back of your eye and your brain is processing and deleting what it doesn't need because it's trying to conserve energy 400 billion pieces of information per second is is hitting you and your mind is deleting like 99.99% of what it's actually receiving to conserve energy. It's trying to find what's relevant in that moment to your survival, to your safety, to keep you away from pain, to conserve energy and ultimately for you to feel good. Okay, so that's what's happening. So then the next thing is how your emotions are triggered. So all of my clients and me included and everyone I know, we all want to be able to manage our emotions in, in situations better. So it goes back to understanding how your emotions are triggered. So all of your emotions are triggered in your subconscious mind based on the information that your brain receives. So there are six emotional reactions and it's for safety or reward. The first one, like I said before, is fear. So this is the fight, flight, or freeze. The second emotional reaction for for safety really would be anger, release, or courage. So sometimes when we're in situations, we might react with anger or just, you know, release, and you might just stand up for yourself and be assertive. The third emotional reaction is disgust. And this is where you might withdraw from toxic situations. So, for example, if you're in an argument with a friend or your spouse, 
you might just choose to just withdraw from that situation. And that's just disgust. And that is really you trying to get away from the pain and more towards comfort. The fourth is surprise. And this is for dealing with new information. So this is where you're learning or something surprises you. Um, the fifth is sadness. And this is for withdrawal or for elicitation of soothing comfort. And the sixth is happiness. And this is where we would get some social engagement. So what happens is in, in these emotional reactions is that neurochemicals are released from your brain and they run through your bloodstream and they become what we describe as feelings. So if you're in a situation where you feel happy, so say if you just got a big bonus, that is a pleasure, a comfort feeling in your mind. So your mind perceives that as something that is a good thing because it is. It releases all these happiness hormones into your bloodstream and you feel really good. And those particular hormones or those particular neurochemicals or hormones are going to make you feel really, really calm. They're going to make you feel excited. You're definitely not feeling under threat. You're definitely feeling safe. You're feeling certain. You're feeling secure. So that's what we all want, right? Versus other situations where you might have just been told you've been made redundant or that your job is under threat or something, um, a team member is leaving, like a key team member is leaving. Well, that may trigger disgust if you're not happy that the person is leaving. I've seen people do that um, and later regret it, right? It may trigger fear where you may, oh my God, this person is leaving and you may start to feel like, how am I going to cope, right? So this is what's happening in your mind. It's just releasing all these hormones into your body. I'm going to share three ways that you can strengthen your mindset. So if you are multitasking, please come back to me. So if you want to create a state of mind where you're more happy or you want to be able to maintain composure in stressful situations or you want to be able to be more assertive, you can absolutely develop that. But you've got to put in the work because it takes between 66 to 365 days to form new neurological pathway pathways or patterns. So self-talk and self-regulation are so critical to this game of life. And the corporate world is very fear dominated. So speed and excellence tend to be standard values across many of the big companies, right? So the, the idea of a business is to produce, to make money, to add value to the world and to um, add value to, to the profits, right? For the shareholders. So usually excellence, there's a lot of high standard, there's a lot of metrics, there's a lot of KPIs, and they're all usually linked to a noble mission, something to do with people, right? Because that's what we like. That's what we connect with as humans. But states of anxiety and stress are super, super common in the corporate world because there's, I find, there's such a fear mindset of, oh my God, if we don't get this done, what's going to happen? The world is going to end and people are running around in fight or flight, right? When you're in fight or flight, you're not in your logical mind. So you can't be creative. You can't innovate. So what we want to do is we want to try calm things down a little bit. Let's just calm it down. Because when you're in a state of calmness, you activate the logical part of your brain, the part that thinks. Versus when you start that primitive or reptilian part of your brain, you activate emotions like anger, resentment, doubt, fear, panic, which triggers your sympathetic nervous system. So the more you can get out of the reactive state, the more you are in control versus things being in control of you. And then you will feel calmer and in control. So I'm going to give you three ways that you can begin to retrain your mind 
into whatever it is that you want. So if you want to be more assertive, if you want to be more confident, if you want to be able to, um, whatever it is, to feel happier, to be more positive. The first thing I always recommend to my clients, and I've done it myself, is positive affirmations. So this is where you're saying things, you are telling your mind an instruction about how you want to feel. So you're giving the brain a direction of what neurochemicals you want to release instead of the brain being in control of you and your old patterns, then you start to control it. So for example, if you're in a situation where you're under pressure and you're feeling really anxious, you can say something as simple as this. You can say, I breathe in calmness and I breathe out any fear or anxiety. I breathe in calmness, uncertainty, I breathe out fear and doubt. Whatever it is, you can say, Things like, I am a confident leader. I know what I'm doing. In those moments when you feel like you don't, okay? Repeat it over and over again with certainty. Emotionalize it. And what you are doing then is you are telling your brain what neurochemicals you wanted to release and it will release them. It's that simple. But you've got to be able to be aware of when you're feeling it in your body, how you want to react so you can start to control it. The second thing you can do is you can do guided visualizations. So I would do this with my clients. And one of the first exercises I do is a manifestation movie exercise where it's future pacing. I'm trying to get them to see what their life is going to look like in the future so that they know where they're going. And then we come up with all the steps and the support and the the guidance and accountability they need to get there. So you can do this too. So you can do any guided visualization where you're just imagining yourself in the future. So if you want to be more confident or if you want to get a promotion or if you want, if you want to see yourself doing anything, you've got to start with the end in mind. So visualize yourself in the future as best you can. Imagine what you're wearing. Imagine where you are, who's around you, how you're feeling, what you're believing about yourself and do this every single day right? Your subconscious mind is most active in the morning and the nighttime. So do it at least once a day for at least 66 to 365 days. Typically 100 days is what you should be doing before you're probably going to see any real changes. You've got to commit to it, okay? And then the third thing you can do is you can modify your own behavior to align with the person or the feeling that you want to create. So for example, when I started my business, I was starting out, but I didn't see myself as starting out. I saw myself as successful. So when I saw myself as successful, it showed up very differently. I started a podcast. I put myself out there on social media when I didn't want to at all. It's so hard to do that, right? It's so hard to put yourself out there. But that attitude is not going to make me successful, right? That's not going to get me what I want. So I had to put my big girl pants on, as my husband says to me, and put myself out there. So I'm aligning my, I aligned my behavior with who I wanted to become in the future. I'm not waiting for 10 years to be successful. I am already successful because I'm telling myself I am, right? So you can do the same too. It all starts with you just retraining that mind of yours to believe you can do and be anything. You've got to be really aware of old patterns and just be disciplined to create new patterns um, because we don't want those old ones controlling you anymore. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I just love talking about mindset. I focus heavily on mindset with my clients and 
I'm actually, if you wanted to book, I haven't spoken about this in ages, but I do a one-off 90-minute VIP session that you can book with me um, on my website. So if you go to lucygarnan.com forward slash strategy, you can book a 90-minute one-off session with me there. And I can work with you on your mindset to give you some tips on how you can begin to strengthen it. We can talk about what affirmations you might use. And I can really help you in those 90 minutes to um, really step into your future self and create the life you want. So the session's really useful as well if you're stuck in your career and you want to make a big decision, if there's some some big situation that's happening in work where you just need a soundboard and somebody to coach you through it. If you need some new skills or tools that I can help you with, just anything that um anything that I can help you with in the 90 minutes, you'll see it all on the website. So you can go to lucygarnan.com forward slash strategy and you can book your session with me if you want some support. So that's it for today's episode. I really hope you found it valuable. Get practicing those positive affirmations every single day. Write out the ones that you want to become or you can go on to YouTube even. There's tons of videos there. Imagine yourself who you are, who you want to become and start aligning your behavior so that it matches the person that you want to be. So that's it, my, de- my dear. Um, I will talk to you again next week. Have a fabulous week and I'll talk to you then.